If I was to ask you how many of you uh, in your Bible reading, you are uh, one of the books of the Bible that you go to uh, when you're really just ready to get something from the Bible. Now, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, right? That means Nahum as well. That means all of it. But probably Nahum is not one of the uh, books of the Bible that you would say, you know, I'm going to go there on a, on a bad day, you know, I'm going to, on a rough day, I'm going to go. But we're going to find tonight that right, nestled right here in the middle of Nahum, uh, are, is a very, um, what I would say, uh, encouraging, uh, challenging verse. One verse. One verse. Now, a little bit about this book. Uh, it was a book of judgment. The book of judgment written by the, the man who it's named after. And, um, not, we don't know a whole lot about Mr. Nahum, or Brother Nahum, as I should say, uh, or, uh, his family. But, um, it was written as, as a judgment on, a, 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 on a city that 100 years earlier had repented. Anybody have an idea of what city that was? Nineveh. Very good. All right, 100%. Was that you, Brother Reuben? Good job. Uh-huh. Good job. You get 100% on the Bible quiz tonight. Maybe some of the others of you got it. Thanks for speaking out, all of you that did. So, yes, Nineveh, 100 years before this time, a man that God had called to go and preach, what was that man's name? Yeah, you can shout it out here, it's okay. Jonah. And Jonah went there, kind of with, a, with his, you know, kind of really with his arm twisted behind his back, right? He wasn't really that um, eager to go to Nineveh. In fact, you know the story, right? So we're not, that's not the story for tonight. But he did go there, and even though he was not much of a, he was kind of a rebellious preacher, I guess you'd say, a heartless one for that. In that matter, too. You know, that's one thing about uh, that I think we that teach and preach the Bible. By the way, you don't have to be a pastor to teach the Bible. Amen. Uh, we, are all, we all have the ability to teach the Word of God. And we want to teach it. Um, we want to teach it in, in, um, in love. We want to teach it with authority, yes, but we want to teach it speaking the truth in love. That's what I was trying to come up with. It's in there somewhere. And, um, but Jonah didn't have a whole lot of love for the people of Nineveh, did he? And uh, yet God spared them. They repented. Well, a hundred years have gone by, and they are unfortunately back to living in sin. And uh, this would be the... Uh, judgment on the nation of Assyria, of Assyria, okay? That's just kind of all uh, background to it. It's not a very big book. If you have your, uh, it might even be on one page. For me, it looks like it's on three pages. It's a total of three chapters. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty uh, powerful, you know, hello, judgment is coming type of message from God via Nahum to the people of Assyria, specifically the nation of Nineveh. In chapter number one, if you have your Bible there, in chapter number one, 
nestled right in the middle of this, this judgment, we read in verse number 7. I'd like you to read it with me out loud, if you would, please. Nahum, not Nehemiah. Nahum 1, 7. Ready? The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Let's do it again, please. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. I was meditating on this over and over again. And I would like to just look at for a few minutes what it says right here in those three. Really, there's three statements that he makes. And I want you to allow God's spirit to write them down on your heart. If you take notes, write them down on a piece of paper. It's right from the text. The first thing I want to mention tonight that I trust that God will will remind us of this week. Number one, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. What does this mean, though? Okay, Pastor Turner, the Lord is good. Yeah, okay. I, I, I know it says it right there in the Bible. The Lord is good. Well, this means that His nature is good. His nature is good. Everything about God's nature is good. There is no evil in it. There is no uh, bad in it. There, God... God God never had a moment in his life where he did something and then he said, "Uh oh, (laughs) because everything God does is good. And uh, you can read about that in the very beginning, can't we? Right. And And it was good. Right. The different days of creation. And it was good. And it was good. The very nature of God is good. So as we are as we are saved and we are. Uh, Think about it, as we are forgiven of our sin, as His Son's blood cleanseth us from all sin, and and, and we have this opportunity, and we'll talk more about it here in a minute, to to have this, not just a uh, distant, uh, you know, God is way out in there, but but a very close and a personal relationship with a holy God. We must. Uh, it's 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 helpful to know that when we go to Him, we are going to someone whose very nature is good. In addition to that, now this is one that you, uh, you we we sometimes will have a hard time. Again, when we say that the Lord is good, it's not that there's an asterisk beside it, and and beside that asterisk in the scripture at the bottom of the page is, you know, when, 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 when your bills are not paid, this is not true. <laughs> when, your health is in, when your health is not good, this is not true. That's not the case, is what I'm saying. The Lord is good is not contingent upon what is happening in my life, what I perceive to be not good, or what you perceive to be not good. It doesn't change the goodness of God. The Lord is good. Think about Nahum writing this, though. Remember the context. This is, a, this is a book of judgment. And right here, smack dab in the middle of it, is a note, not even in the middle of it, right off the bat, the Lord is good. So, the Lord is good in His nature. Secondly, the Lord is good in His plan and purpose for your life. 
He realized that every life in here, God has a specific plan and a specific purpose for your life. And I'll tell you, it's not just to work a job and come home and work a job and come home. That is part of it. But God has a specific purpose and plan for each and every one of our lives. And what is that? It is good. The plan is good. The purpose is good. Hold your finger there. We're going to come back to it. That's We're going to come back to it quickly, but let's do a quick journey, and let's start in Psalm 34, please. Psalm number 34. Thank you for praying for for God's strength. The Lord is good. This means that His nature is good, meaning He can't do anything that isn't good. And how many times have I said in my life, that wasn't good? Well, that's because my nature isn't always good. Hello? Hello? I'm I'm not on an island, right? It's also because your nature isn't always good. What's the Bible say? There is none that doeth good. There's none righteous, no, not one. Right? So the reason why I think that's not good is because, like we learned earlier, God's ways and my ways don't, don't match all the time. Thank you for this water. So, but God's way is good. Psalm 34, verse 8. uh, These are verses that if you haven't marked either in your heart or in your Bible, if you're not opposed to marking in your Bible, I would write these verses on a 3 by 5 card. I would write these verses, the references, and look them up and do it later. But, or if you got a 3 by 5 card there. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is what, church? Good. I've written in the margin of my Bible, beside the word taste, try this, I know you'll like it. You'll like what God has for your life. Because it's good. Now it takes some maturity. I don't have that yet. Pray for me. I need to mature in the Lord, okay? What that means is the longer that we grow in grace, and the longer that we trust the Lord, and the longer that we see and we taste, you know, oh, taste and see. I don't like turnips. Taste them. Have you ever had them? I've never had them. Well, taste them. Put some butter on them. Put some salt on them. Some of them might say, I tried all that, Pastor Turner. Did no good. I'm not eating turnips. Okay. But you know what I'm saying. That's what the psalmist says. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man. What's that word mean? Happy. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. We're going to come back to that word trust for in a little bit. But we notice there that the psalmist says that the Lord is good. His nature is good. His plans are good. His purpose for your life is good. Uh, Turn over a couple of pages to Psalm 100. Maybe you've memorized some of these. The reason why we want to memorize certain parts of the Bible, any part of the Bible that God leads you to memorize is because there's going to come a moment in your week, in your day, in my day, in my, in my week, in our day, in our week, where we're going to be challenged about something like this or something else. And the quicker we can whip out the sword of the Spirit, you want to get really good at using a sword? The Bible is the one you want to get good at using. And it's not because you're anything, it's because the Holy Spirit of God in you helps you and helps me use it. 
It's quick, it's powerful. And so as we think about the devil over here, yipping and chirping in our ears. Have you ever heard the devil? I sure have. (laughs) He tells me, Ben, God's not good. If God were good, and then he would say, this would never happen. And then he would say, if God were good, No, you know, how come all these issues over here in people's lives that love the Lord and say they love the Lord, if God were good, he would just heal them all. Or if God were good, he would just, you know, fix it all. You ever heard that? I hear that regularly. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people, honestly. Sometimes it is me, but I'm talking about other people and the, <clears throat> the difficulties in their life. And we're praying that God would work in their, work in their difficulty and that God would uh, take care of it. And you know what? God, remember, remember, God's plan is good. I may not agree with why it hasn't happened how I'm praying for it yet. But that's because it's my plan. And my plan and God's plan sometimes don't, don't match. But I'm hoping tonight that we will listen to not Pastor Turner, but that we will listen to the Holy Spirit of God through the prophet Nahum, and he said, the Lord is good. And then the Holy Spirit of God through the psalmist David, who said, the Lord is good. And he says it right here in Psalm 100, verse number 5. Let's read the first five words of Psalm 100, verse 5. Ready? For the Lord is good. You know, when you're reading a verse, it helps where you put the emphasis. You understand the emphasis? It's the the smallest word in those five, but when we emphasize it, it it really gives a lot of punch. And that's the word is. Right? Let's try to give it a little bit of umph when we get to that word. Ready? For the Lord is good. Is good. Not might be good. Not could be good. He is good. And that's not my word. That's the word of God. Turn over a few more pages to the 135th Psalm. Lord, help us tonight to know that you're good. Mm. I shouldn't even be the one giving this, but God, you get the glory. But help us to know, what. help us to believe that you're good. Psalm 135. The Bible says in verse number 3, Psalm 135, 3, Praise the Lord! See, now this, now this is going to another level. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I know the Lord is good, Pastor. Okay, all right. Yeah, we see it, okay. That's not a whole lot of praise. You know, okay, yeah, all right. You know, good, God's good, all right, God's good. No, the psalmist doesn't say, that's not the attitude the psalmist says. The attitude the psalmist says is, it's praise time. Praise the Lord. Why? For the Lord is what? Good. 
There you go, that's it. Now you're getting it. And you can do this at home. You can do this in the car. You can do it on the bus. Again, like the preacher said this morning, they might start looking at you a little bit. Especially if you're praising the Lord out loud, you know. And you're just singing a, singing a song of praise to the Lord on the bus. Amen. The point is, the Lord is good, and part of that is not just a, a, a mental assent. Okay, mental assent. The Lord is good. Okay, check. No, but we want to take that, and we want that to go from that to sing praises unto His name. Verse 3. I think about a song from the many moons ago. Oh Lord, oh, our, oh Lord, oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Anybody know that one? That's a good one from the good old maybe uh, 80s, maybe. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Oh, Lord, we praise your name. Oh, Lord, we magnify your name. Prince of peace, mighty God. Oh, Lord, God almighty. A little off tune there, but the Lord's not keeping track of that. Praise the Lord in song. He's good. Psalm 145. Psalm 145. Says. Verse 9. The Lord is good to all. And uh, 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 the Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his works. Praise God. For his mercy. The Lord is good. Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. I hope you're writing some of these down. Not because they're, again, it's not my, it's the word of the Lord. And I I might need it this week. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness. 3311. The voice of the bridegroom. The voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts. Why? For the Lord is good. For his mercy endureth forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. For I will cause to return the captivity of the land as at the first, saith the Lord. The Lord is good. How about one more? Lamentations in chapter 3. Lamentations in chapter 3. This is nestled right in there. In a, I would say Lamentations chapter 3. Just to, This is extra. No, we won't take, we're not going to take another offering up after it. But Lamentations 3, 21 to, oh, I mean, uh, you could stop a lot of there, maybe 32, but you could even stop at 27. 321 to 27, just power-packed verses. Boom, boom, boom. There's a lot in there. Not just about uh, this message tonight, but for life in general. Little short little verses. I like those ones, the older I'm getting. Uh, But we're going to talk about verse 25, not really talk about it, just read it quickly. Lamentations 3.25, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. 
So Nahum said, we could spend more time, but I must move on. He said the Lord is good, number one. Number two, Nahum chapter one, verse seven, which is our text verse. Number two, Nahum said that the Lord is the, a stronghold in the day of trouble. Okay? Meaning the name here of God is Yahweh is a strong tower. Yahweh is a strong tower. Now, what does this mean, this stronghold? Okay? When we think of this stronghold, we think of words like strength. Obviously, it's kind of a word we could derive from that, right? To be strong, to have strength. That's what he is. That's what God is. God is good. The Lord is good. But also, the Lord is my stronghold. The Lord is your stronghold. What else does that represent? What else does this stronghold represent? It represents, he is my defense. Fiery darts of the wicked are coming. And he's given us what to protect us from them? Who knows? Shield of faith that we may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So we have a defense system. God's given us that. He's given us the, the, um, the, the armor of God. And we're not talking about all of those tonight. Also, when we think of a stronghold, we think of strength. We think of defense. But we also think of security. Security. Spiritually speaking, I'm so grateful tonight to think about, as, the, uh, as Nahum writes, that I have a security, I have a stronghold, I have a defense uh, uh, system, I have a security system, I have a strength, uh, a strength system, if you will, in the day of trouble. In the day of trouble. I came across this quote about this verse from Mr. Spurgeon. And it really arrested my attention. Now, we were emphasizing the word is, right? The Lord is good. Now, when I read this next part, a stronghold in the day of trouble, I have to admit that I did not emphasize the word that Mr. Spurgeon emphasizes in this quote. He says, quote, remember that it is only a day. It is not a week, nor a month. And God will not permit the devil to add any extra hour to that day. It is a day of trouble. Do you see what it says there in the Bible? There is an end (laughs) to all our griefs. And I read that and I said, hallelujah. You know, we have such finite ways of looking at things. I'm as guilty as everybody on this. Because we're looking at something that is so temporal. The Bible says it's a a day. Now, we know, we, we all know that many times that day can translate into the next day, and it's that day, okay? But the point is, I think that I like what he said about this, and it helped me to have a better perspective on things, and that is this, that this... This, what what we have right now in your lap and what I have in my lap right now, whatever it may be, it is temporal. That would have been a good time to say, 
Praise God. Because there's so many things right now that are going on in my life, and maybe your life, that we know what we make them out to be, eternal. But they're not. They're temporal. The body's temporal. The, 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 the stress of whatever is temporal. This is tem- It's all temporal. But guess what? The day that we're going to be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ, as soon as that day comes, as soon as that moment comes, it's over. This temporal is over. And that is, hallelujah, eternal. You won't have to sit in a chair to speak ever again. It'll be over. This is temporal. That buggy is temporal. Your situation is temporal. And as we read this one verse, I'm so glad that God chose that word day, translated into English. Because it really made me think, start to think in, in a better way. And I hope that you'll meditate on that and consider that. He is good. This means that his nature is good and his, his plans are good and his purposes are good. And secondly, he is the stronghold uh, in the day of trouble. Yahweh is a strong tower. And then thirdly, what do we see? Nahum 1.7 He knoweth them that trust in him. Wow. What does this mean? Well, here's what it meant to me. It meant to me that he knows my fears. He knows my fears. He knows your fears. It means he knows my sorrow. He knows your sorrow. He knows loneliness when it comes into your life and my life. He knows that. He, he knows, I mean, he knows the inside and the out of your life and mine. There isn't anything that I can hide from God. And, and that sometimes is, I hope, a convicting statement, but I hope it's also an encouraging statement. And we can't, we, can't, we can't go into something, and we should not go into something, and really wonder, God, where are you? And God's saying, I've been here the whole time. I knew you were going to be here before you were born. Can you imagine that? That's really what God could say. I knew you were going to be in this situation before you. I knew you were going to be here before. I knew you were going to be here before. Because it says here that he knoweth them that trust in him. Also, when I think of that word knows, you know what comes to mind? He knoweth is a loving communion. A loving communion. He wants that communion with you. He wants that communion with me. He wants that uh, prayer time. He wants that worship time. And by the way, it's not just coming to church. We heard a great message this morning from God's Word. Psalm 84. I hope you'll listen to it. If you didn't get to hear it. And I'm going to listen to it again. But it's not, that's not the only part of the week is just coming to, the, uh, to the, excuse me, the public church gatherings. I mean, we've got this book, and guess what? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to need help. But he says that he knows 
How does he know? Because he loves that communion with us. It's okay. God knows your fears, so it's okay to tell God, these are my fears, because he already knows. We have a, lot of, we have a very difficult time revealing that to other people, though, don't we? But you don't have to be that way with God. God, this is on my heart, and this is, this is, a, this is a difficulty. And God, I know, and, and again, God, I know you're good. Again, we're, we're, we're going to talk to God about his word, right? That's a good thing to do, by the way. Your word says that you're good, God, and I, and I believe that. And I, I, I want to believe that uh, even, even in a deeper way. And so, God, you already know the thoughts and the intents of my heart, the Bible says. And God, I'm, I'm thankful that you allowed your son to go through everything that he went through so I could know you. See, God knows me, but I only know God in one way, and that's through his son. Without Christ, I have no way of knowing God. But with, with, with Christ, I can know God. He knows them that trust in them. He knows my fears. He knows my worries. He knows my sorrows. He knows my loneliness. God knows them that trust in him. I wonder tonight as we close up the preaching time of the service, think about that word. Let's, he knoweth them that, let's think about that word trust. Trust. Oh, we sang it earlier, trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I don't know, was that tonight or was that this morning? That was this morning? Okay. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. I have to admit that that verse, is cha- that verse changes sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I trust in the Lord with most of my heart. <laughs> That's not what it says. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Scripture says here that he knoweth them that trust in him. See, because God is good, we can trust him. And that means that if he takes us through whatever, then we know it's for our good and it's for his glory. And we can trust him. We can trust him with our with our children. Why? Because God is good. But all my children aren't, aren't are where they want or I want them to be. Well, we've got to trust God with them. We've got to pray, keep praying for them, keep bringing them before the Lord. If they're not saved, obviously keep bringing them before the Lord that they would come to know Christ as Savior. If they're away from the Lord, that that God would bring them back. We know we know that God is good, so we trust God in in every area. We trust God, you know. Fill in the blank. I, I wonder tonight, where are we not trusting God? And, and I'm the first one to want to say, God, help me to know, where am I not trusting you? Again, we can say, I trust God. But then when the, when the hammer is down, 
then it's not just up here. It's a Bible verse that we memorized in Sunday school. Now it's life. And the Lord is good. The Lord is good. He is a stronghold in the day. Folks, a thousand years with God is one day. Whatever it is right now that seems like it's never going to end, it is temporal. The only thing that's eternal is us going to heaven. Hallelujah. Our soul is eternal. Now, if you're not saved, I don't have that same hope for you. You can't go to heaven just because that song we sang earlier. We did sing this song earlier. When we all get to heaven, you know, sometimes when I lead that song, and I'm not correcting Brother Kevin at all, but sometimes when I lead that song, I want to stop and say, you know what? I don't know if everybody here ought to be singing that. You understand what I'm saying? It's just because you sing when we all get to heaven doesn't mean you're going to get to heaven. Only Christ can get us to heaven, not by singing a song. But I want, to, I want to encourage us tonight that it, the Bible says that it's the day. And lastly, he knoweth them that trust in him. God doesn't just want you to come and talk to him on Sunday and Wednesday or whatever. He wants us to talk to him every day.